Well, welcome back to episode number 57 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And Steve, do you have a good bye week, buddy? It feels like it's been a while since we've talked. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I, like everybody else, had to rest and uh, you know, rest these, these old bones. And, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. I got all my injuries. Uh, uh, well, no, at my age, you don't really uh, get over the injuries, but uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm refreshed and uh, and ready to roll, and uh, you know, still still have a little bad taste the way that you know the the pre buy ended, but uh, you know, it's a, a chance to to get rid of that uh, coming up on Saturday. No doubt, yeah, just ready to get back out there on the field and definitely uh, get that rice taste out of our mouth and. Uh, Bring on LaTeX. LaTeX comes into town this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff. Uh, it'll be televised on CBS Sports Network. But as always, I'll make sure um, if you can't make it out to Protective Stadium, uh, get those radios out and uh, tune in to Jocks 94.5 FM with David Crane, Steve Irvine, and Trey Raglan on the call. And I believe uh, pregame starts at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock uh, from Todd's English Pub. But, uh, Steve, um, you know, we have a, a fantastic interview that we just did uh, with Evan Spencer of GoTech Please Don't Die that will roll in a few minutes. Uh, you know, Evan and the guys do a great job over at GoTech Please Don't Die. But let's just kind of talk about this Louisiana Tech team, you know, coming in two and six, one and three in conference play. And, you know, we kind of talked with Evan. Um, this this could very well be flipped. The record could be flipped and they could be yeah. coming in. I mean, at least five and three, though, like. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, this, this is not a two and six team. I mean, they, they, you know, yes, that's, you know, that's, that's the reality. I mean, cause you know, they haven't uh, finished some things and some things have, have happened that, uh, you know, but, but I mean, this is a team that could be, you know, you're talking a team that could be six and two with, with very well, you know, should have wins over Mississippi state and SMU and could have, you know, win over, you know, a ranked NC state team. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, a totally different conversation, if they finish those games. So this is, you know, this is a talented team, you know, now there's, um, you don't know where their head is, you know, when, when you've lost four in a row and, and, um, you know, had expectations of, of being a good team and, and you, um, and, and your, you know, your record says that you're not, uh, then, then that's tough. I mean, you know, it's tough to see, see where, you, where your head, is, especially when you're, you know, in, in this, this day and age of, uh, you know, of, of the, uh, transfer portal world where, you know, you have some some guys that that really don't have, you know, a lot of um, buy-in to where where to where they're at. And this is certainly not just at at Louisiana Tech or UAB or anywhere else. I mean, this is just in general, right. kind of kind of where college football is right now, college athletics is right now. Um, you know, you you know, you have guys that came in for different places that um, for for whatever reason. And, you know, are, are they really bought into where they're at? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, in, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Um, but uh, so, you know, we'll see. I think it's, um, you know, a lot of times you see teams when they're, you know, going through bad times, um, you know, man, band together. And, and uh, especially when they're a better team than, w- than what they're playing, you know, because this is a better team than what they're playing. There's there's some teams where you'll see a two and six team and they're truly a two and six team. You know, I mean, they're just not very good. This one doesn't fit in that category. This is a better team than than their record uh, indicates, and um, so you know I expect them to come in and, and play really well on, on on Saturday. I mean UAB is really going to have to come in focused and, um, and 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 play well to to win this game, in my opinion. 
Right, and they're and they're well coached too. You know, Skip Holtz has been yeah. there for a while, and we know you know he's done a great job with that program. He's kind of having an unlucky break this year, but we know they're well coached. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure they are. I mean, you know, he's he's had a lot of success as a college football coach, and and you know, he didn't just all of a sudden forget how to coach. You know, um, you know, so right. it's just just one of those things. I mean, they've had some some bad luck, and he's you know he's made some mistakes. They you know, but but we're all you know they're all we're all human. And right. so there's, there's times where, um, you know, we've all made mistakes and so, um, but, but, you know, it's a well-coached team and no, no doubt about that. And they have a lot of veteran guys, a lot of guys that have had success, uh, you know, guys on a team that beat UAB last year and, and, mm-hmm. uh, in a game that still gives me nightmares a little bit, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, um, but, but, you know, um, th- this is, it's again, it, it's, you know, anybody that, that looks at this and says, oh, they're two and six, this should be a, you know, easy game or easy win or whatever you want to say that, you're crazy, you know, or, or you haven't turned on a, a you know, tape and watched them, you know, <laughs> or you just look at a record. And, um, I mean, it could be, again, this is a team that could have had some big wins and, and, and they haven't, you know, and so, uh, um, it, it'll be, um, it'll be, it'll be, should be fun. I mean, when these two teams get together, it's always, a little crazy. crazy, you know, yeah. And they don't, they don't like each other. And, uh, you know, so I think a, a key part of, um, of Saturday is going to be who plays with the most discipline, you know, cause right. I think that, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of chippy stuff going on, you know, and, and just cause the natural rivalry of it. And so whoever plays with most discipline is, you know, has a better chance of winning this game, you know, and whoever doesn't turn the ball over and, uh, you know, has a better chance of winning this game. And, uh, you know, just things like that. I mean, I think that's going to be important, just like it is every week. But, you know, sometimes it's magnified a little bit more. And, you know, I think it is this week. And, I, you know, I, I do think, and I've always said this, when you're playing a struggling team, um, you know, especially a team that's capable, um, if you punch them in the mouth a couple times early, uh, you know, and put that doubt in their head, then, then it's going to be, you know, it, it's, it's certainly to your advantage. You know, if you let them hang around a little bit and let, you know, they make some plays early, get that confidence going. It's kind of like Rice, you know, and mm-hmm. not that Rice was struggling necessarily coming in, but, but, you know, Rice got a lot of confidence early. And jumped and, up 13 and, to nothing. Right. And, and just built on that, you know, and um, so it's the same sort of thing. And UAB had done a nice job up to that point of, of, of jumping on teams early, you know, did it against Tulane, did it against FAU, Southern Miss, uh, yeah. Southern Miss, you know, and, and, and they had done a good job of that. Uh, just didn't do a good job of that against Rice. And I think that that's going to be, you know, uh, you know, certainly a factor in, in, in the game. I mean, it's certainly, I mean, obviously as we've seen, you know, you can jump on them early that, that doesn't win you the game necessarily because you still got to keep playing because, you know, anything can happen after that. But, you know, I think that'll be, you know, that'll be kind of important on, um, uh, you know, on, on Saturday. And, and the other thing is, is, um, even though the buy came at the absolute right time, as far as health goes and just mentally and, and, and also not just physically, but mental health, you know, a little bit. Yes. And, but, um, but you still, you know, anytime you come off a buy, you still have a, a little rest you have to knock off, you know, and, um, you know, I think that's going to be important that they handle that UAB handles that well. You know, that that kind of knocks the rust off quickly, and um, so it, it it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun. Uh, you know, I'm glad we're back out there. I'm glad we had. You know, I'm glad for the week off because I think a lot of people needed it. But yes. I'm glad we'll be glad to be back out there. 
Definitely. And I can guarantee you that, you know, Clark is going to have this team ready uh, for Louisiana Tech, regardless what that schedule says, you know, because, I mean, you oh, just look yeah. back at the Rice game. I mean, you know, I to be honest, you know, the energy wasn't there the whole game uh, off the UAB sideline, um, came out flat. Rice punched us in the mouth, jumped up quick, 13 to nothing, and honestly never really looked back. You know, UAB fought hard to uh, have a shot at the end to win that game, but give a lot of credit, you know, to Rice. But honestly, when you look at that Rice game, I mean, I, I don't think uh, that, that kind of opens up the team's eye to our eyes to not take any game for granted, you know? Like, this, yeah, you have LaTeX coming in two and six, but I mean, hey, they're not going to forget what happened on Halloween last year in Ruston. Oh no! I mean, you know, there's certainly no, absolutely not, and and um, and I, you know, I I do say this. I you know, a lot of times we 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 you know talk about teams coming out flat and you know weren't ready and all you know all that, but a lot of times game dictates it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Like in that in that case, yeah. you know, UAB comes out and stops them on, on you know stops them right away on defense and then makes a mistake, you know, and, and, and yeah. you know yeah running the punter and then they get the first down. And they end up, you know, scoring on that. I don't know that that's definitely a, you know, part of being flat. You know, I just think that you make a mistake earlier, early in the game, and it, it kind of, uh, you know, it kind of snowballs on you a little bit. You know, so that's fair. I, that's yeah, fair. I mean, I, I mean, not not that I think that they, you know, obviously played well early on, especially, but but I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we we. You know, sometimes it's just a mistake that that costs you, and that gets them confidence. And that you know, I mean, it's very. I mean, as you could see in that game, and we've seen it the other way around too. Is when you convert a fourth down, I don't care if it's fourth and an inch. You know, I yeah. mean, that was fourth and two, but I mean, when you convert a, for a fourth down, and they did it five times, but five you convert, a, yeah, I mean, you convert a fourth down. That just, that just, there's something about that. That there's something about that. I mean. The, the third down conversions are great, and it you know if you keep doing a lot of them, it really deflates the defense. But there's something about a fourth down conversion that's just that just just I don't motivates a team, you know, just kind of takes you takes a team to the next level on both sides of, of, of the of the uh, you know both offense and defense. And so you know I, I think there would I think it was a little bit more of that than just pure being flat. Not that again they I don't know that they they certainly you know, weren't overly excited, but I don't know. I think it was more just kind of making a couple mistakes early that snowballed on them. And I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, um, because you look at uh, one of those uh, fourth down conversions, uh, the, the, the fake punt. Um, Louisiana Tech actually ran a fake punt uh, this past Saturday uh, in Norfolk uh, against ODU. And that's the first time that I believe Skip Holtz has ran a fake punt in at least a year or two. So that'll be something, you know, that I know, um, you know, Heath Thomas, uh, you know, he'll have the special teams ready for especially what happened with Rice uh, getting away with that one. Um, but uh, I was going to say something else. But, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, something to look for. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, when anytime you're, you're facing a team that's struggling and that almost and, and Coach Clark talked about it, Rice a little bit doing the same thing is when you really have nothing to lose, you know, that, mm-hmm. that that's those are dangerous teams. You know, those are dangerous. You know, now it's not really in skip holds his dna to to be too much of a gambler you know but but he does you know he does some trick stuff and and you know he he'll, he he could do it a little more in this situation and uh you know um you know and maybe if you know maybe if they do get a lead and start getting conservative like he's kind of famous for doing um yeah. 
you know, maybe they don't this time if they, you know, if they were to, to, to get, you know, uh, to get rolling or get a lead. So, uh, you know, you just never know what you're going to get when the team's struggling. I mean, will they, again, will they just come in and fold or will they come in and, and, um, you know, just kind of play like their backs are against the wall. And I, you know, I think that I honestly, I think that's what you're going to get from this, this team, because it's still a talented team. And, you know, you'll hear with our talk with Evan. I mean, there's still, I still think they're very good defensively. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they just played a lot of good offenses early. Uh, and I do think that um, they have some playback. And, you know, I, I keep waiting for Marcus Williams to, to really break out. Cause I think, you know, when he, when they signed him, when they brought him over from map state, you know, I really thought, oh boy, that's huge. And then Austin Kendall, we'll see if he plays. You know, um, you know, Evan talks a little bit about that, but you know, I think it was his shoulder, from what I understood, uh, that, that where he got hurt. So if he doesn't, you know, where they go for quarterback there, and you know, so there's some some things to be answered that we really won't have answered until you know, until the balls, till at least we see him in warmups, and maybe even you know, have to wait till the balls kicked off on some of this stuff, but. Um, it, you know, again, it'll be, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be, uh, you know, these teams don't like each other, you know, crazy things happen when they play. And, um, you know, it, it, it would be nice to get a little payback for, you know, what happened last Halloween. Yes. Yes. Oh. Please do. Cause yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say this year's Halloween was a lot better than last year's Halloween. It was, <laughs> it, it, was. It, it was, there's no doubt, you know, that, that would, that was not a fun evening for, for, uh, for the Blazers, you know, it was a great evening for, uh, you know, the way it ended for Louisiana tech, but, uh, you know, for our side of the, of the coin, it was, a uh, pretty miserable. Yeah. That was a long ride home from Ruston, man. Oof. It was, and there was a lot of, a lot of angry folks and a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, you know, point about what if and what if, but I mean, I, I you know, I, I, you know, I don't recall what we said last year after the game, but I know looking back on it, you know, there's, there was a lot of, um, just like the rice game that, you know, yes, yeah. you're frustrated about some things that happened. Yes. You feel like some things got taken from you, but you know, bottom line is you got to look in the mirror and say, you know, we never should have been in that position. I mean, that, right. you know, should, should have been, and that's, that's the way you have to look at it. That doesn't mean you can't be frustrated about what they took away. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but you have to, you know, in those cases, you don't grow unless you look at yourself and say, you know, Hey, what could we have done to keep that from happening? And, and I think that's exactly why, you know, coach Clark has a good, bad and ugly every week, you know, because you can't just throw, you know, you just, you just can't just keep, you know, you can't whine about this and that and the other, you know, you got to look at the good, what you did. You got to look at the bad and you got to look at the ugly and, and, and you, you grow from it, you know, and, and uh, you certainly grow more from the bad and ugly than you do, than you do the good. I mean, as far as growth, you know, as you move forward, because because that's where, you know, you look at that and you got to go, OK, you know, I could have done this or I could have done that, you know. And I mean, I look back at that last, you know, at that last year's uh, Louisiana Tech game and there were so many moments of that game, you know, and, you know, we probably beat it to death last year, you know, at the you know afterwards. But so many moments of that game plays could have been made, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that would have just changed the outcome without getting down to the end. You know, there was drop passes. You know, there was the Hail Mary at the end of the first half that was just out of bounds. You know, great catch by Garrett Prince, but, you know, he's just out of bounds. There was, you know, there was mistakes. There was, you know, just, just you know, pick sixes. You know, there was, there was, there's things that if, 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 if you just make a play or just do you know, one little thing different, 
you never get down to that. You know, you never get down to the end. So, you know, you just got to look at, you know, look at it that way and move forward and, and uh, you know, get ready for Saturday and have a good time. Definitely. Now, real quick, before we roll that interview with Evan, I did want to mention that uh, Coach Clark did say on his coach's show Monday night uh, that Dwayne McBride uh, should be available this Saturday, which is good. Um, that He did say if it weren't for the bye week, you know, if, if we would have played a game last week, um, he said that he would have had to sit out because of his ankle injury. Right. Um, but, but he should be available for this Saturday, which is good. Um, and the last thing I wanted to hit on is um, – I really like our tight ends in this matchup. When you look at the ODU game that LaTeX just played this past week, that tight end for ODU had a hell of a second half uh, in that game against LaTeX. And I know that both Garrett Prince and Hayden Pittman uh, should, you know, get involved uh, early and often in the passing game this Saturday against Louisiana Tech. Or or at least I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I think they will. I mean, obviously, I think that's something that they've – you know, the UAB's done anyway, but yeah, I think in this case, you know, you look at that matchup, uh, you know, problem right there for him. And, and I think that, um, you got to expose it, you know, you got to expose it. But, uh, you know, one thing I want to kind of go into real quick before, before we you move on is, you know, it, it, I just hate it, hate that we're going on without TD Marshall is, oh, you know, on the field. I, I mean, I think that that guy has been such a, you know, such a leader for this program. And you, you know, you saw him, you saw him on the sideline early, you know, early this year when he, when he couldn't play, you know, here's a guy who came back for, you know, to, to try to better himself in the, you know, in the NFL scouts minds. And, you know, you have another year of playing, you know, cornerback and had just have so much bad luck, you know, injury wise. And then, you know, obviously is out for the, you know, for the season now. And it's just a shame, but, but the, the, the great thing is, with him is you'll see on Saturday if he's there, you know, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know sometimes with surgeries, you, you know, you have to, you know, I don't know when he had it, when he's had a surgery, if he has, I don't know any of that, but sometimes you, you know, if you've had it, you can't be on the sideline as much, but if he's able to be there, he's still going to be leading and he's still going to be, right. you know, front and center. And I think that's, what's been great about him. And, and, uh, you know, it's just a shame he, you know, he can't play moving forward because, uh, because he's been such a positive, part of this football program in the, you know, three or three years or so, whatever he's done, three or four years, I think it's three that he's been there and, mm-hmm. and, and not just with his play. His play has been great, but just with his um, leadership, his leadership and his maturity. And just, you know, I think he's really, you know, been a huge, huge part of this. And I just hate it for him that he can't play, but, you know, coach was, was, uh, was talking at this press conference this week that, he's talked to him about, you know, going into coach and he wants to be a coach and, and, you know, coach said he's going to have a spot as a grad assistant, Good. you know, at, at some point in, in that program and uh, in the UAB program. So that was, that was great to hear, but it just, I hate it for him that he, that he won't be able to play, but uh, you know, uh, he's still going to, you know, he's still going to do special things in, in the, in the game of football. It'd just be, you know, more as a coach as, as you move forward. Yeah, definitely, Steve, glad that you brought up TD. Um, hate it for him, um, but definitely look forward to seeing what he can do, you know, as a coach um, going yeah. forward. I think he'll be a great coach. You know? He will be. He did, no doubt. He will be. Well, without further ado, guys, we'll go ahead and roll our interview that we had with Evan Spencer again from GoTech. Please don't die. Evan, thank, thanks again for coming on the show. and. Blazer fans, we'll be back uh, to give you a reaction episode um, a couple days after the Louisiana Tech game. But nonetheless, here's our interview with Evan. 
Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast, where we are pleased to be joined by Evan Spencer of Go Tech. Please don't die. You know, Evan and the guys do a great job uh, covering uh, Louisiana Tech uh, football, basketball, and everything La Tech. Um, go check out their podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know, like I said, they do a great job. Uh, very entertaining. Um, and also, go ahead and hit that follow button on Twitter. Uh, their Twitter handle is uh, GoTech, P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. And check out that website, gtpdd.dog, where they have a weekly contest uh, going on that you can get involved in. And they also have a fantastic shop where they sell you know, a lot of GoTech Please Don't Die gear. So definitely uh, go check out uh, those sites. But Evan, how are we doing this evening, man? Hey, I'm good. Um Thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I've I've listened to y'all show a couple times. You know, um, definitely the episode last year after the tech game that was a good one for me. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> we like I, to forget that one. <laughs> I actually did listen to it too yeah. that day. I was like, ooh, I gotta I gotta take this in. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, personally doing pretty well. Uh, you know, uh, Louisiana Tech on the other hand, mm, not so great, but. Uh, we can get into that a little bit, I guess. Yeah. yeah, let's go. I mean, let's go ahead and just dive in. Um, you know, right now, LaTeX coming in to uh, protect the stadium with the two and six record. Mm. But I mean, that could easily be flipped to, you know, at least six and two. I mean, LaTeX has just lost so many close games. Um, I mean, what do you, Evan, what do you think is going on down there? Is it coaching? Is it just, is it, or is it maybe multiple things? What, what do you think is going on at Tech right now? Well, I mean, yeah, if you look at those close losses, right, you've got the Mississippi State loss, which we were 23 and a half point underdogs, and we go into the fourth quarter with a 20 point lead and, you know, blow it. So, I, I mean, that's partially on coaching, obviously, that's partially on the depth of the team, um, not being able to to hang four quarters with an SEC team, you know, um, but it also just sucks right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Then you take SMU to the wire. You do everything possible to win that game. And then the Hail Mary deflection lands in one of their guys' hands. And, you know, um, I watched that one happen with my own eyes. Uh, I just recently moved to to the Dallas area, so I'm close enough to have season tickets. Um, back at Tech again for the first time in a few years. And, uh, yeah, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then the NC State game was just a really good football game that we ultimately had the ball at the 20 yard line uh, down seven points at the buzzer. And, you know, Austin Kendall tries to force a throw because it's at the buzzer. And there were some coaching things that happened there where we kind of wasted 30 seconds of the last minute of the game or so. But, um, yeah, I mean, so it's it's a little bit everything, right? It's it's that we're tech. So we have bad luck. You know, you know how it is. um field goal field goals at the buzzer getting blocked and whatnot um i don't know if you guys remember any of that um from a few (laughs) years ago out there at legion field um but you know it's it's partially that the coaching and then we've had some some key injuries and really lately it feels like we're just falling apart at the seams you know and that goes for the football team and just the general state of athletics in the you know national scene right now too. So um, a win against UAB would be great. I don't know that that's going to happen though. 
Yeah, and I mean, you look specifically, you know, just how unlucky this uh, 2021 La Tech football team is. I mean, you know, we just mentioned the close losses. You go back to even just this past weekend, you know, losing on another last-second field goal to ODU. Like, I I mean, just – I don't know, man. What do you what do you think the, the team's morale is coming into Birmingham? I mean, just week after week, it seems that just crushing, you know, heartbreak. I mean, I don't – yeah, I mean it can't it can't be good, right? I mean we've lost four games in a row. Um, we did not win in the month of October. Um, you know, you go up to Old Dominion last week, kind of expecting it to be, you know, maybe one of the two or three games left that we we quote unquote should win. You know, right. with UAB still on the schedule, and um, you know we we've got. We've got some teams that are, are going to be tough, but we're also playing like USM, ODU, and Rice, you know. So maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to get bowl eligibility after all. And then you go out and just you just play flat the whole game. The offense never really got in sync, and the defense has been playing well enough to win outside of the UTSA game, I guess. But um, you know, it, it's just it's been really tough to watch, to be honest with you, because uh, especially that ODU game, it was just kind of boring and I was telling the guys on on our recap show the other day like I don't even know that I could explain what happened in that game it just we just never got it together never got going and all of a sudden it's two minutes left in the fourth quarter and we're tied 20 to 20 right and it's like how did we even get here like what it's like that that freeze frame where you're like this is me but I don't I don't know where I am or how I got here, right? Like we're tied 20 to 20, we're two and five and we're in old dominion, not like winning by 30 points. What is happening with our lives right now? So, um, yeah, I I mean, I think the team morale, honestly, I don't know that we've had a four game losing streak under skip Holt. So I don't know what he's going to be saying in the locker room. I don't know, um, how the team comes back from this, especially when you're staring, you know, two and seven uh, right in the face here playing the perennial favorites UAB, right? Yeah. And I mean, you could look on the field a- after the game and just, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I really felt bad for, for that team because you just saw guys <laughs> throwing their helmets on the ground and just, I mean, it was, it was very sad uh, to see, you know, and I, I, you know, all my years, you know, watching La Tech, I haven't seen that, you know, or I haven't, I can't even remember the last time that LaTeX wasn't bowl eligible, to be honest. Was, it, was that before 20, Holt Scott? 2013, his first 13. year was wow. the, the only year so far um, where we have not uh, been bowl eligible. And technically last year we were five and five after the bowl uh, debacle, I'll say. Uh, yeah. But other, other than that, you know, weird COVID five and five year, we, we have had a winning season every single year under, under Skip Holtz, other than that first 2013 rebuild year. So it feels like things are turning the wrong direction, you know, uh, fast. Is is the fan base? Uh, what does the fan base think about Skip Holtz right now? I mean, are you <laughs> you think as a whole it's ready for a change, or, or you know, kind of what's what's the thoughts right now? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, if you were to take realignment stuff out of the equation, mm-hmm. I think that the tide would be turning you know, in that direction, right? We need, we need a change. We need new blood. Um, me personally, I I've always been kind of a look, the grass isn't always greener, especially in a G five program with a small budget like ours is, uh-huh. you know, like, like who are we going to go out and get 
who's going to replace the consistency that we've had. Right. Um, and I would take being eight and four every year over, you know, one, nine and three season and two, three and nine seasons. Right. 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 Um, but with that being said, I mean, like I said, it was consistency was what we were getting. You know, we're always going to be at least in the conversation for the conference title, right? We're not necessarily going to go win it. Now we haven't won it. And that's why people are mad, you know, but I, I just look at it and I say, I mean, okay, even if we go hire the next up and coming guy, he's going to be gone in two and a half years, right? Because somebody's yeah. going to hire that up and coming guy away from us. But I think that with realignment, it's a whole new ball game because it's like, can we really afford to like fire a coach both financially and like optics wise in terms of recruiting and stuff like that when we don't know what conference we're going to be in, you know, next week. So, right, right. um, I, I think, I think a lot of people would tell you it's time to move on though. Um, once all that, once all that dust is settled, but I'm not sure if I'm there just because like I said, it's, it's a matter of, you know, also I'm of the opinion that like, this is the worst season. And like you guys said, it, it's, it's been close, right? It, it could easily be we're five and three right now. We're, we're right. six and two, you know, but this past month has definitely been the, the roughest stretch of tech football that I can, uh, that I can remember at least since that 2013 season. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, take away the UTSA game. I mean, La Tech could have, I mean, they've been in every single ball game other than that UTSA game. And really yeah. you take away a couple plays, you know, early on in that game and maybe, maybe tech's in that game, um, but a couple pick sixes, you know, taking the other way. And that kind of just took uh, tech out of that game. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, the quarterback position for La Tech this year. Um, you know, a lot of Blazer fans uh, remember Aaron Allen uh, from, you know, last year and from 2019 that um, kind of did some things uh, against UAB. And, you know, I was talking on your guys' podcast, like, kind of asking where has he been you know like it seems that it's the austin kendall show um but you look at the odu game where this uh freshman comes in jd head and honestly plays you know really well um so what what does the quarterback position look like for tech coming into uh this saturday's ball game yeah so i mean austin kendall obviously transferred in um i'm not sure how familiar y'all are with his story but Basically, he he starts at Oklahoma, plays behind Baker Mayfield, uh, loses the quarterback battle to Kyler Murray, uh, you know, just two Heisman Trophy winning current right. NFL starting quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So no big deal. Um, then Oklahoma made the decision to have Jalen Hurts transfer in. So, um, you know, Kendall kind of sees the writing on the wall, says, I'm going to transfer out. He started at West Virginia in the, I believe it was um, the first year of Neil Brown. So West Virginia was real bad that year and it wasn't necessarily Kendall's fault, uh, but he also wasn't great. And so uh, in the 2020 season, he ended up getting benched, uh, which would have been his, his like real senior year. But of course we all know the COVID rule. So right. he got one more year of eligibility, but ultimately actually decided to just retire from football and, um, you know, he took his, his two, his two master's degrees that he's got, or does he have, I guess he just has a bachelor's and a master's. Um, but he, he took those two degrees and put them to use working in pharmaceutical sales, uh, making six figures reportedly in the Dallas area. And, uh, somehow, somehow skip and, uh, and offensive coordinator, Joe Sloan were able to convince him to unretire and come 
play for the Bulldogs, but he's been good um, at times. And I think really until the offensive line started falling apart against UTEP and then in our subsequent games, he's he's been a very good quarterback that has put us in position to win games we had no business even being in, um, you know, judging by the rest of the team this year. But um, unfortunately, he went down with an injury last week against Old Dominion. Don't really know what his status is. It kind of sounds like he's not going to play just from the coach – you know, the coach's report, which who knows? Yeah. Um, he's listed on the depth chart as first this week, but of course, you know, depth charts That'll... don't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but as far as Aaron Allen, um he's shown flashes of being a good quarterback. And and I told you this, John, on our show too, that the problem is he hasn't turned those flashes into any consistency or any sort of, you know improvement right so he sometimes he can go out and and ball out like he did last year against uab mm-hmm. but then he mm-hmm. also has performances like the the bowl game last year was really i think the the end for him as our future you know our quarterback of the future and what happened in that game is he single-handedly accounted for four turnovers in the first half mm-hmm. um and you know we're coming in high and mighty haven't lost a bowl game since 2014. Um, and that's just not going to get it done right from your starting quarterback. So, um, that was also the first time we ever lost, uh, to a, a team that was in the current Sunbelt. Um, you know, we, we'd never been defeated by a Sunbelt team and, uh, to come out and play like that and, and cause your team to lose 38 to three is not great. Um, but, you know, it, it's just been, like I said, it's that lack of development, I think, that's holding him back. And J.D. Head came in. Um, this is his redshirt freshman year, but with COVID, it's his true freshman year. You know, you guys yeah. know. Yeah, um, right, It's yeah. his second year in the program, but it's he's technically a true freshman. Um, so, you know, he's he needs to put on some weight. He needs to develop. Uh, but he's got – he makes better reads already. He throws the ball with more power already. So – I think that if Austin Kendall can't go or if Austin Kendall's limited, I think you'll probably see JD head. And, you know, I, I know you called out John that we called a, a, a deep bomb on a fourth down at late in the fourth quarter against old dominion. And right. you were kind of like, wow, skip has confidence in this guy. And I, I think that's true. I think he believes that JD head is the quarterback of the future and he's going to give him opportunities to, uh, to go out and prove that on the field. I think. Yeah, and I think on that uh, on his on uh, Skip's uh, coaching show, he he said that you know Head came up to him you know after that play, disappointed of course, but you know coach said he hits that nine out of ten times in practice, so that was just that yeah. you know one time where he you know missed up on that. So, um, but obviously yeah. really talented. That was a dumb play call. Oh, I agree. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Evan said. Yeah, we disagreed <laughs> yeah. about it on our show. We yeah. we went back and forth and. Um, and Nathan, the co-host, said he loved the call because, you know, they're wow. not really expecting it. But look, our, our punter has been dropping the ball at the one yard line pretty consistently. So I'm just saying make ODU, who's a terrible team, uh, drive the ball 60 yards to get in field goal range or 70 yards. Yeah. Versus only making them go 20 yards to get in a field goal range with like only 30 seconds on the clock. So uh, I'm not confident we go win that game in overtime, but. 
I'm confident that o- ODU would not have won in regulation if we had just punted the ball there. So right. I don't know. Yeah, but even if you do go for it, move the chains. You know, right. move the yeah, chains. You the don't stick. need to hit a big ball there. You just don't need to hit it. Move the chains. Hit hit Griffin A Bear or somebody on a, you know uh, and, and move the chains. That's what you need yep. to do. You know, yep. I mean, now now I will say this. It is easy for us to sit where we sit and say, you know, should have done this, should have done that. Uh, but I don't care if he hits hits it 13 out of 10 times in practice. That's a dumb call. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about practice. Right? Yeah. We're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. practice. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Skip. Yeah, he had a lot to answer um, post game because of that. Um, but – Evan, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this uh, running attack, uh, a r- rush game this year from uh, Louisiana Ooh. Tech. It, it, it's almost non-existent, but I, I just don't understand how the offensive line is so bad this year. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit on your show about, you know, I mean, they had the guy transfer out to Michigan, and then, you know, you, you told me what happened there. But why is it just that he wasn't recruiting offensive line? Or what, what's going on on that offensive line? Is it injuries yeah, I, or what? I mean, I think I think it's it's a – couple of factors i mean last year our offensive line was pretty terrible yeah um i think now you guys i don't remember if if y'all were beating us up on the offensive line or not but you know this past week we we progressed in that we only gave up one sack um but like you said the run game just has not been there all year and you know going into the season we talked on our show a lot about the position groups we were most excited about and, you know, felt like would be the, the most consistent moving forward. And, you know, looking at this roster, we got Marcus Williams transferred in from app state. He was a, a two year kind of mix of a starter and a, and a relief guy there for, um, for really his whole four year career, um, up in Boone. Um, then we got a, a transfer from Vanderbilt, Keon Henry Brooks, and then we've got Greg Garner coming back. We've got Harlan Dixon, a promising freshman, coming in from my alma mater, Slidell High. Shout out, Tigers. Um, but, you know, it. so we have four guys who, you know, everybody's kind of saying, oh, we have four different running backs who could be starters. And then, you know, only one of these guys has more rushing yards than Austin Kendall does. Mm. So... And that's including sack yardage, by the way. So uh, Marcus Williams has been the guy, but even he's only averaging four, 4.2 yards per carry. And I, I think part of the problem is that the play calling at times has just been really, um, you know, predictable for lack of a better word. It's, you know, first and second down, we're going to run. And then third down, we're going to pass because it's third and eight, you know, and it's it's just tough to get the offense moving like that. And, and honestly, what tech is good at this year is quick passes. And that's just not the way skip Holtz wants to coach the team, unfortunately. Um, but you know, the, the running attack and the offensive line specifically, I think it's partially that the transfers we got in this season have not really panned out. And those, those guys are at tackle and that's been the problem. Um, you know, there's a, there's a transfer from Lehigh who's just been getting torched, you know, constantly. Um, there's a transfer from, um, ULM that's been better, but you know, still not the guy that, that we wanted him to be. So it's really tough to run your offense when your tackles can't block anybody, you know? Um, so yeah. 
Yeah, very tough. Um, and I think looking at just just the year overall, I feel like Tech's only rushed for over a hundred yards two or three times, and and one of those was against Southeast Louisiana. Um, so just really struggling running the ball. And even that game, we struggled to to find separation. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Yeah. it's a close game. Yeah, yeah. And Southeastern's a good FCS team, but the fact that I even have to say that is you know, right. kind of yeah. sad, right? right? Jacksonville State's a good FCS team too, and y'all beat them 31 nothing. So, right, absolutely. Uh, yeah, shout out future CUSA member. <laughs> I was about uh, to say, Jacksonville yeah, State. Hey. Yeah, how about <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think I think you're right. We have not had a single hundred yard rusher this season. Um, mm. Marcus Williams Jr. got 99 yards against Southeastern, but other than that, I mean. We've had two games where the leading rusher had 42 yards. So okay. that's just not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, but, but it's so crazy though, to, to, you know, this conversation we have about, you know, things like that. But if, you know, if you, if you finish the games we talked about earlier, you know, if, if, yeah. if, Rick, if you're coming in six and two with wins over Mississippi state, SMU and NC state, and you have the exact same stats, we're not, it's not as yeah. magnified, you know. You're not talking yeah. about boy, they can't run the ball. You're you're talking about how good how good they are. That's how that's how how yeah. crazy the the you know just how small the margin of of error is in this thing. I mean, you know, you're talking about a six and two team with those wins. If you know if they finish w- when they should and could have finished, and um and and you know it doesn't get magnified as much. You know you, you know yeah. you're, you're talking about now. You might talk a little bit about about hey you know there's they haven't There's ran the ball well, here, right? Yeah. yeah, but mm-hmm. but yeah, but, I mean, I totally agree. Yeah, the winning winning papers over a lot of problems, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> we haven't been winning. So yeah, I know. Yeah, the, the problems become even more apparent, and it's and I think one of the things you know we've struggled with as a fan base is, you know, especially early in the season where you know the narrative's kind of like, oh, Skip can't finish a game, and it's like, look. NC State has a top 15 defense. They just beat Clemson literally one week before we played them. Right. And Clemson put up like 200 yards in that game. And of course, mm-hmm. we all know now, a month later, that Clemson's not that good this year. But still, um, right. Louisiana Tech put up more yards in the fourth quarter against NC State than Clemson did in the whole game, right? So yeah. there are promising things about this team. The frustration yeah. is that it's twofold. One, we didn't have very high expectations coming in. And then they set the bar higher for themselves mm-hmm. by being up 34 to 14 against Mississippi State, right? right and then right. by basically beating SMU, but not beating SMU, you know? Right. And so we were thinking, even just three weeks ago, we're sitting here saying, man, we're two and three right now, but like this conference slate's coming up. You know, UAB looks pretty good. UTSA looks pretty oh. good, but. I mean, we're hanging with NC State, man, who just beat Clemson. Like, we're going to be fine. Then, I mean, the wheels have just completely come off since then. So it's it's just like it's been a very frustrating year because it's like, okay, I'm not going to get my hopes up too high. And then my hopes got up too high. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Now, they're, now they're just being completely dashed. And we're staring at, at the barrel here of, you know, maybe four and eight at best. Right. I mean, maybe. Yeah. And that's if we could beat Rice and, and Southern Miss, which you sit here and say, well, yeah, we're going to beat them. But Rice just beat y'all last week. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ago. you know, anybody, anybody, you know, I, I do think that there there is something about Skip Holes, though, that when you don't expect it to happen, 
he can make it happen somehow. And I don't know how, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how, but I mean, it, it's just something about it where, you know, we're sitting there right now and you're two and six and you think, Oh boy, this thing's, this thing's terrible. And, um, yeah, somehow he finds a way to win four in a row or something, you know, um, and, and, and it's just, it's still scared the heck out of me. I, I, let's put it that way. I, I, you know, I think that this team still is very capable of, um, of being, being a good team. I, I really do. Yeah, I, they've they've shown flashes of being a good team. They just have not shown. It, it's kind of like Aaron Allen, right? <laughs> they, yeah, they're showing flashes. They're just not. They're just not putting it all together for four quarters against any opponent, let alone a quality opponent like UAB. So, um, yeah, I'd I'd love to say you guys should be worried, but uh, John, you can attest to this. We all just picked <laughs> on our podcast UAB to win the game. So yeah, they, they uh, did. <laughs> I, could I see a scenario where Tech wins? Absolutely. I mean, we've come out and you know we've come out and played well. And and honestly, like you said, John, that UTSA game, there were a lot of just really bad mistakes early in that game that let it get away from us. Mm-hmm. You know, we we come out, it's twenty one ten at the half, and we come out and just throw a terrible pick six to open the half mm-hmm. after getting a stop. So I I was like sitting there, you know. Hey, if we get a stop to start the second half, like I think we could be right back in it. And then lo and behold, we get the stop. And then Austin Kendall just throws a screen pass straight to two defenders who were mm-hmm. standing there guarding the screen pass. So, um, you know, and, and from that point it was on, right. We, we started fumbling kickoffs and we started, you know, um, interfering in the end zone on uncatchable balls. And, you know, of course, CUSA refs are going to call that every time. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've all seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, not, they're not going to help out the team that's staying in the conference, right? No, they're going to help out the uh, team that's, that's leaving the conference, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> we all digress on that one. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, well, Evan, before we, uh, let you go um let's talk a little bit about just the defense because i mean the stats don't look great but when you watch the film like louisiana tech has a good defense and skip holtz year in and year out usually has a good defense can you tell blazer fans just a couple guys to uh keep their eyes on for this saturday yeah i think that's that's an astute observation right because we started out the season in september playing four pass heavy offenses Mike Leach, Mississippi State, right? Mm-hmm. Southeastern Louisiana, they're they're running an air raid style offense that is number one in FCS, right, in terms of yards produced. So, um, and North Texas, we all know what they're capable of at, mm-hmm. from time to time. Not necessarily Morde- this year, but and Mordecai mm-hmm. at SMU, I mean, right it around, so. right. Sunny Dykes, Tech fans are very familiar with Sunny Dykes style. So, um, so those defensive numbers are still a little bit skewed from that, but. Really, if you look at the at the past few games, I mean, they held NC State within reach, gave the offense a chance to win. They held UTEP uh, after letting them score two touchdowns on their first two drives. They only allowed three more points the whole rest of the game, and the offense just could not score any points. Um, the UTSA game, again, you know, well, it got away from us. That's fine. Um, but I think it's tough to, to say that it's like a bad defense, even though the stats kind of say that it is right. But, um, a few guys to look out for, I mean, I'm not sure what the status of the bell brothers is, but they're two defensive linemen, Levi and Ben bell. 
Uh, both of them have been kind of banged up with injuries um, throughout the season, but those guys are are pretty good. Um, definitely our best two threats coming out of uh, of the um, defensive line. Um, you know, you always want to look out for um, Tyler Grubbs, the uh, freshman All American linebacker mm-hmm. from last year. Um, he is he's very good. Um, you know, especially in the run game. Now, if you get him isolated on a slot receiver or something like that, he's going to fall apart, but y'all don't run that kind of offense. Right. So he struggled in that first month that I mentioned, but, uh, since then him and Trey Baldwin have really, really locked down the middle of the field, uh, from that linebacker position. Um, as far as the, the defensive backs, I mean, Cedric Woods is another guy. He's young. He's a, he's a true sophomore, which I guess makes him a freshman, um, but he's been starting since day one at corner and he can get picked on at times, but you know, he's, he's pretty solid. And then we've got a bunch of transfers in from sec teams actually back there in the backfield. But, um, one guy that really impressed me last week was Khalil Ladler, the, the transfer last year from Virginia tech. Mm-hmm. Um, he's back for his like C- super senior year, whatever. And, uh, and he seems to be putting it all together at the right time. So Tech's got some playmakers, but, um, you know, UAB's probably going to be able to move the ball. It's just going to be, are they going to make enough mistakes to let Tech stay in the game, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Steve, yeah. do you have any other questions for Evan? Well, I just appreciate you not mentioning B.J. Williamson because I'm still having nightmares <laughs> about that cat. Yeah, so. oh yeah. yeah i mean he's so. he's here he's he's kicking, i know you know I, but uh I, know. I still have nightmares about him though so he he had a <laughs> he had a pretty fair game last year in uh, in Reston when uab was in town so uh kind of kind yeah, of definitely. uh have nightmares about that guy no <laughs> doubt well, hopefully well, he can Evan, come out and uh, and play pretty well again. But that's for my sake, not yeah, for that's all, for, so. for for you guys. I hope yeah, for so. you, for, yeah. For us, I, I don't know if I can handle that again. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Evan, thanks again for hopping on, man. Um, guys, uh, you guys need to go check out uh, Go Tech. Please don't die. Um, those guys do a fantastic job covering uh, Louisiana Tech. Um, and yeah, if you, know, if, if you like, on, if you like, you yeah. know, a good mix of self pity and. Uh, <laughs> and sarcasm and you know we take we take sports seriously we care too much we all admit that freely but you know it's also like at the end of the day i mean come on it, it we can laugh about it too yeah. uh, it's getting harder yeah. it's getting harder losing four <laughs> games it's getting harder but yeah uh you know we're we're out we're out here making our sarcastic witty remarks so you know if that's the kind of thing you're into give us give us a, give us a look i guess Definitely. And go check them out on Twitter. Uh, go tech uh, PLS DNT DIE um, on Twitter. Um, and guys, uh, Steve and I will be back just a couple days uh, following the Louisiana Tech game to give you guys a reaction episode to the UAB Louisiana Tech uh, game. But as always, we'll be back soon and go Blazers.